Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Today's episode of Curry in the Pot will be dedicated to two individuals. The first individual uh, that I'm dedicating this episode to is Sean Cowdery. Sean Cowdery was one of my high school classmates at the Matha class of 2013. And Sean Cowdery passed away earlier this week uh, in his sleep. Um, Sean uh, was a great soccer player in high school. Unfortunately, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, the coolest with him. You know, it was a guy I would, you know, see and pass by in the hallways and stuff like that. I think I've only saw him once since high school. Um, but he was a tremendous soccer player in the area, um, was a high school All-American, and um, it's tough, man. It's tough, you know, just to see, you know, someone you knew and you used to walk the halls with pass away. Um, my guys, Ja'Cory Hayes and Chris Adoyachim, who've been on this show, um, they played with Sean uh, in high school, and it's just tough. It's just tough. My heart goes out to um, his parents, uh, particularly Miss Joan Phelan and the rest of the Damatha community. Um, it's definitely tough, man. But uh, rest in peace to Sean. Also, I wanted to dedicate this episode to Dante Wright, who was killed by a police officer in Minnesota. And, you know, obviously many of you have heard about that, but it's just it's it's sickening, man. It, and it's getting to the point where I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking like us as black people, us as a whole, we're sick and we're tired. And it's just, it's just really heartbreaking, man. It's just really heartbreaking because it's another name, another hashtag, um, you know, more protest and stuff like that. It's, it's just really tough as a black man. And I just wanted to dedicate this episode to Dante Wright as well. And before I hop into the, today's episode, just to piggyback a little bit on the Dante Wright situation. I was speaking to my mother about it. And, you know, you know how sometimes, you know, your parents, you know, can always, you know, where you at? You know, what are you doing? But what she was explaining to me is that, you know, you know, as a young black man, as a young black child, you know, I'm worried about you. You know, whenever you leave the house, you know, we got to worry about, you know, if you go to the wrong neighborhood, somebody, uh, you know, another black person might want to rob you. Or if you get pulled over, you know, you could be another hashtag. And it just really hit home and put things into perspective because white people, white parents and parents of other races don't necessarily have to go through this. They don't have to go through of this struggle. And obviously, you know, unfortunate things happen to other people and other races, but you look at these, you look at these people getting killed by cops, it's mainly black people. It's like all, all the, the big known hashtags are of blacks, you know, going way back to Mike Brown and, and all and Sterling and stuff like that. It's just really sickening. It's just really sickening. George Floyd, Dante Wright, Everyone, all the hashtags. I don't I don't want to go and name everybody, but you guys know exactly where I'm coming from, what I'm talking about. So it just really hit home for me the other day when me and my mom were having this conversation. And it, it, it I was on my way to work, you know, while we were having the convo. And it, it kind of broke me down inside, you know, when I was in the car, man. I was just really, I just was really thinking, like really, really thinking. 
and it's tough. I can't imagine, you know, what any parent, you know, can go has to go through when losing their child, especially like that. First of all, no parent should ever have to bury their child, and secondly, no parent should ever lose their child in that manner. So, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to Dante Wright's family, and um, yeah. I uh, wanted to dedicate this episode to Sean Caldry and Dante Wright. Rest in peace. You will be missed. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 163 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, some of you guys, Mike Curry, and I'm back here with another episode, man. And if you missed last week's episode, make sure you check it out. Um, you know, I was just, I really just wanted to come and talk to you guys because, you know, I'm dropping episodes, you know, once a week and sometimes the episode may not be released when I would like it to be released, man. It's just so crazy, man. I'm working, working nonstop. Um, it's hard to really dictate, you know, when I'm able to record an episode and what's content that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. What content I'm going to put out. Because I don't want to put out something that's too late or too early. But we're just going to talk about everything, man. Uh, Julian Edelman retired early in the week. Also, Steph Curry passed Will Chamberlain for the all-time um, franchise points leader. And I also want to dedicate this episode, episode 163, to my grandmother. My late grandmother, uh, Miss Vanilla Curry. Yesterday, April the 16th was her heavenly birthday and she would have been 81 years old i also want to dedicate this episode to her man this episode is special and it's very near to my heart i'm dedicating this episode to multiple people as you guys heard on the front end but i really really appreciate everybody for the continued love and support and for rocking with me i know i can't really put out content when you guys would like me you know people always hit me up you know what you think about this what you think about that and it's tough, man. I, I'm going to figure something out, and it's tough. But, um, yeah, we got a lot of motion, though. We got a lot of stuff coming. Obviously, um, you know, some visual content is going to be out sooner rather than later. And I just hope to get back on a very, very consistent schedule. Uh, give you guys episodes, man, because you guys deserve it, man. I love sports. Um, but I'm here, and this week we had – I'm not going to say it was – a it was too much, but um, we had a good week. We had a good amount of stuff to talk about in sports. Uh, so let's talk about it. The first thing I wanted to talk about was LaMarcus Aldridge, who had a pretty abrupt retirement. Um, it caught everybody off guard. I mean, first, I thought he, he was retiring. I thought Andre Drummond had sent his ass to retirement, to be honest. I really thought Andre Drummond sent him to retirement. But I guess in a way... I kind of jumped the gun in a sense and I didn't, you know, wait till the facts came out. The facts that came out, and this is just like right after it happened. I, I, I was just confused. Like, why is he retiring? But then it came out that he played with an irregular heartbeat in the last game that he played, which actually happened to be that Lakers game. So, you know... I want to apologize because I was a little hard, man. I was, I was a little hard. I'm like, you know, I'm like Andre Drummond is destroying this man. But he actually played with an irregular heartbeat. And he had 12 points in that game. So that's, that's impressive. But I would I wanted to come in and talk about him and talk about his career, man. Because, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's one of the most skilled big men that we've had come around in this game. 
And it's just crazy. You know, life is precious. First of all, that's what I want to say first. Life is precious and we should cherish it. And, you know, he came out with a statement and he was talking about how he was talking about how he put basketball first for like 15 years, but now it's time to put his family first. And that is something that I could totally respect and totally get behind. Yeah, he could have, you know, tried to, you know, do tests and, you know, work his way back and stuff like that. Um, you know, get opinions. I'm sure he was getting opinions, but he decided that, you know, it, it's not, it was time to go, man. He's, you know, 35 years old, uh, obviously wanted to get a ring. And I, I truly believe, you know, he would have gotten the ring had he, you know, and he might even get the net. I, I do think the Nets are going to win. And that he probably will get a ring because he was on the team at some point. But, you know, it's tough. It's tough, man. But I wanted to talk about, you know, his career, man. He had a really, really slept on career. I was actually a, a huge LaMarcus Aldridge fan when he was on. I wasn't like, you know, crazy like how I'm like a Laker fan and Kobe fan. But I was definitely a fan of his game. I definitely respected it, man, because number one, he was he was supremely skilled. Um, he was a seven-time All-Star in his 15-year career, five-time All-Time NBA he was just so close to 20,000 career points. He had 19,951 career points, 8, 000, over 8,000 rebounds, averaged 19 and 8 pretty much for his career, 26 and 11 in 2014 playoffs, um, played in 72 career playoff games. Um, you know, he was excellent as, as a mid-range guy, man. I, I even called him the Black Dirk, which was a little bit of a reach, but he 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 had he had a nice arsenal, especially from mid range. Uh, he could shoot the face up. He could post you up and hit you with a mid range fadeaway. Um, was definitely cash, you know, basically an excellent release green <laughs> when he was in the mid range. I remember one two K. I think it was two K fifteen, where like everybody was using a Lamarcus Aldridge jump shot if you were in the park. That's something I definitely truly remember. But basically, was a mid range master. And, you know, pick and roll especially. He was so skilled, man. He was so skilled. Had a really, really soft touch around the rim. You know, he, he, he was a bucket, bro. He was a bucket, man. I, I always wonder how things would be if he would have stuck around in Portland. But he did go to San Antonio. Uh, he's actually from Texas. And he played with the Spurs for a little while. Um, But what the Spurs are doing right now is they're, they're kind of getting these older guys out of there. And that's why he was ultimately bought out. But he had a chance to compete for a championship. And I thought, you know, he was going to be, you know, a very nice addition to the Brooklyn Nets, man. He even had a 22-point game uh, not too, just not too long ago, bro. Not too long ago, man. And then that Pelicans game, he had 22 points, shot 8 for 12, hit a couple of threes. You know, I thought he was going to be a nice piece, man. He was even, you know, taking minutes from Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, man. I thought he was a nice piece, man. I thought it was a nice piece. But he had a really, really good career. Um, very underrated player. But I mean, I just gave you guys the numbers. I just gave you guys, you know, a lot of facts on this guy. And it's it, it, I guess it bothered me in a sense because it's like, you know, health is everything. Health is everything. Family's everything. And I I'm a little heartbroken that that happened to him, man. A regular playing in the NBA game with a regular heartbeat. 
Man, that's tough. That's truly tough. But LaMarcus Aldridge, you had one hell of a career. Obviously, you didn't get the chip while playing. But, you know, I think if the Nets win, he does get a, a chip because I'm Deion Waiters, he barely played. Um, Avery Bradley wasn't even on the team anymore. He played with the Lakers for a little bit of this the year and got traded. But he still got a ring. Um, not not traded. Avery Bradley didn't get traded, but he, he opted out of the bubble. So I think Lamarcus Aldridge will still get a ring if the Nets do win it. So um, congrats on a on a magnificent career. Um, really really underrated player. Really really slept on player. Man, seven time All Star. Made the All-NBA team five times. Um, nice career, man. Nice career. I want to move on real quick. And not necessarily talk about it because I'm not really a crazy WNBA fan. But we had a w WNBA draft the other night, man. And the season is literally right around the corner. Um, it, was, it was a nice draft, man. I obviously saw... Excuse me. Obviously, you saw Charlie Collier uh, from Texas. Um, you know, she was pretty much the consensus number one overall pick. It wasn't really a surprise um, for her to go number one, but she's a baller, man. She's a baller. We saw Ari McDonald um, go in the top three. She went to the dream. Um, you know, it's always nice just to see, you know, and their draft was obviously virtual again, but it's just always nice to see, you know, the birth. And the next generation of talent come in. And it's, it's just always really exciting. I always really like the drafts. And that's why I'm really, really excited for the NFL draft coming up in about 12 days. And, you know, obviously I'm going to have my guy Bink on. And we're going to talk NFL draft, all things draft. And it's going to be fun, fun, and exciting. But I wanted to congratulate the new birth of WNBA players um, who have just joined the league, man, and are getting ready to embark on their professional basketball career so congrats to all the ladies who were selected and even congrats to the ladies you know who entered the draft and weren't selected man you know there's you know you can get it out the mud man go overseas you know even still crack a WNBA team but I do I would like to see one day the WNBA expand and it would be nice man it's only 12 teams you know if we can get up to like 14 or 16 that would be dope there's still a lot of cities they don't have WNBA teams like Houston. They used to have one. Um, what's another one? Uh, Miami would be dope. Miami would be dope because I don't. Even, it's not even a. It's not even a Florida team. You know, we only have Dallas, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, Seattle, Indiana, Connecticut, Los Angeles. Indiana and Washington. So, you know, get a team in Florida, man. Florida definitely, you know, could, could use a team. I think that would be dope. Um, trying to think of another team, another another market, perhaps. And I mean, and I love that, you know, they moved the team. to they, they, We have a team in Vegas. I definitely love that. Um, but, yeah, definitely could use a team in Florida. We have the Sparks in California. I don't know, man. Chicago, probably. No, we had a Chicago sky. I'm tripping. What am I talking about? I'm just saying whatever comes to my mind. But yeah, I said Houston already. And I said Miami or something like that. You know, Florida's a big state. So we could get a couple of teams down there. I mean, they even did the, the women's bubble in Florida. So yeah, man, let's get to a WNBA, man. Let's expand, man. Let's get a couple of more teams in the fold. And that'd be extremely dope. 
But I want to move on. And we had another retirement in the NFL. And this one, it didn't really surprise me. It didn't really surprise me. And that was Julian Edelman retiring earlier this week. And first of all, first of all, I want to say congrats to Julian Edelman on a spectacular career. Um, He pretty much got out the mud too. For a guy to be almost undrafted, a seventh round pick in the 2009 draft, out of Kent State, guy played QB in Kent State, played QB at Kent State, rather. But he had a spectacular career. Um, just some of the numbers, and they're not gonna, and a lot of these numbers aren't gonna jump off the screen. Like they're not gonna jump off the screen. But if you watch the game of football, you're like, yeah, man, Julian Edelman, he was he was a pretty good player. Not, I don't think Hall of Fame level, and that's that's something else we're gonna talk about, but. Um, for what he did in his career is still impressive, man. 6,822 yards, 36 touchdowns, and also was a Super Bowl MVP. And, you know, obviously won a couple of rings with Brady and the boys, Belichick and the gang, obviously. But he had a nice career, man. A couple of 1,000-yard seasons, one in 2013, one in... 2016 and another uh, most recently in 2019 not too long ago but you know he was impressive he was also always a security blanket you know even after Gronk decided to step away um, you know Gronk and Edelman were constants in that Patriots offense for years and you know injuries pretty much derailed his career um last year he only uh, he only started one game only appeared in six games only caught 21 balls and I, I either thought you know once the Patriots released him he was either going to a go to the Bucks or be retired he was pretty much faced with no no other no other choice you know did struggle with you know a couple of times on PDs but he still had a solid career but when we talk about Hall of Fame I think he has the hardware and the rings to show but he does not have the stats and here's why. You look at a guy like Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. I love Chad. Um, <laughs> I even tried to remember back on episode, like when I was, you know, I was in the 80s. And I was trying to get him on 85. I was like mentioning him on Twitter, mentioning him on Twitter. A couple of people were doing it too. But you look at Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. He had 11,059 yards. He had 67 touchdowns. He was a six-time Pro Bowler. He was a two-time All-Pro. Julian Edelman never made the Pro Bowl and was never an All-Pro. So, when you look at it from that vantage point and from that view, no, Julian Edelman should not be a Hall of Famer. I feel like to qualify as a Hall of Famer, you have to at least have like 10,000 receiving yards if you're a wide receiver or a tight end. I feel like that's bare minimum. Unless you... We're so transcendent when you play that you have to be in, but I don't think Julian Edelman was a transcendent type of player. I, you know, like I said, man, he had a pretty good career considering the odds that he had to beat and the obstacles he had to uh, overcome as a seventh round pick. That is a very, very, you know, you're pretty much when you're drafted seventh round, the 
the expectations for you to succeed are not high at all. Honestly, some teams do their due, due diligence and, you know, maybe this guy can be a practice squad player or special teams type of guy. But he had to really grind and really get out the mud, which I can respect and appreciate from a guy like that, man. Seventh rounder, you're a long shot at that point. You're, you're, you're definitely a long shot. And to be drafted seventh round, nobody is going to ever picture you to be a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> like, he definitely beat the odds. He definitely exceeded expectations. And I can, like I said, I can respect and I can appreciate that. And I salute that. That is, that's incredible, man. But as a man, a Hall of Famer, I, I have to disagree. I, I just, I don't think so. I don't think so. But what a great career for Julian Edelman. And like I said, was always, you know, one of those one was always a constant security blanket for Tom Brady for many years. And yeah. So congrats to Julian Edelman on a nice career. I want to move on and I want to talk about Steph Curry. Now, you guys know. And for new listeners, it might even catch you a little bit off guard. Nice, damn, he's not a he's not a crazy Steph Curry fan. You know, show called Curry in the Pot. You look at the logo, it's blue and yellow, like Golden State. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm not the biggest Steph Curry fan. It is absolutely dope that, and it's not that I don't like him, and it's not that I don't like him. I want to say that it's not that I dislike the guy, cause I don't. He's the best shooter of all time. But I wanted to talk about how he passed Wilt Chamberlain as the franchise leader in points. And he's actually been on a crazy run, the, uh, you know, this past, basically the month of April, he's been freaking, freaking awesome. But he passed Wilt Chamberlain. And Will, obviously, Will Chamberlain is a freaking legend, bro. <laughs> uh, guy scored 100 points in the game. But he did spend some time with the Warriors. And he passes him. He passes him the career points. I want to talk about this because Steph Curry was an underdog. Before he came and changed the NBA, he had to overcome a lot of things. You know, he was an underdog. The guy went to Davidson. Now, this is no disrespect to Davidson because Davidson is a fine D1 program. <laughs> it's a fine program. But Steph Curry could not even get, you know, major top-level offers. You know, ACC, SEC, uh, Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10. He could not... He could not get those offers back in college, back in high school, back when he was coming out of high school. Steph Curry's dad, Dale Curry, even went to Virginia Tech, and they wouldn't give Steph an offer. He was an underdog. He had to overcome so many obstacles early in the league, the ankle injuries. I say this to say he never quit. He always kept his faith in God. He changed the game. He eventually got to the point where he changed the game. Who shoots threes from half court? 
Nobody. Nobody was doing it before Steph. Nobody was doing it. The league is... What he's done has eliminated centers, the traditional centers. Those guys are dinosaurs. They're extinct. They're eliminated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you can't shoot threes, you will not be in the league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, another league, but not this league, not the NBA. And even across the globe, it's it's even become a more a more finesse game, uh, a more a more perimeter game. Steph Curry changed the game. He now has another accomplishment along with the ring. I was going to say finals MVP, but <laughs> along with the MVPs, unanimous MVP. He is now the all-time leader in points for Golden State, man. That's 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 crazy. That's that's dope, man. That's that's dope and he'll definitely hold on to that record for a very long time, if not forever. Because uh, he's going to still keep balling and still playing at a high level. You know, when I talk about Steph Curry, you know, I said I'm not, you know, the biggest Steph Curry fan. But I don't want us to to take him for granted. I don't want us to take him for granted, man, because he's still balling. And I know the Warriors aren't the best team in the NBA anymore. But obviously, we know Klay Thompson is out. But... I don't want us to take Steph Curry for granted. This season he's having is, I'm not going to say it's reminding me exactly of, you know, 0506 Kobe, but in a way it is because he's still showing that he's special. And obviously the circumstances are a little different, but 0506 was basically a wash year for the Lakers, if we're being honest. They didn't make the playoffs, but they lost in the first rounds to the Suns. But what I'm saying is Kobe Bryant was absolutely remarkable that year, and Steph Curry's remarkable this year as well. Not necessarily comparing and contrasting the numbers because obviously the numbers are different but i'm saying in a way the impact and the stuff that he's still doing is still special and still very fun to watch so i wanted to congratulate steph curry on passing will chamberlain and now being the all-time leader in points and going to stay warriors franchise history um congrats i wanted to give him his flowers while he's still here while he's still balling at a high level I mean, he's not the guy's not getting any younger, but obviously, you know, with Klay Thompson out, um, the Warriors' chances of contending are slim to none. And even if they had Klay Thompson, I still think the chances of them contending was uh, not so strong. But you never know, man. Things can happen in the league. Uh, but I will never forgive the Warriors for drafting a center over Lamelo Ball. I don't, I don't care, bro. You make it work. You make it work. And I, I did want Lamelo to go to the Hornets. And unfortunately, he's out, but he was balling. He was running away with rookie of the year. Anthony Edwards has since been balling as well. But, yeah, Warriors, I can't forgive you guys for not drafting LaMelo Ball. You make it work with a talent like that, man. I'm sorry. But that's pretty much it, honestly, man. I wanted to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support, man. Obviously, the NFL draft is coming up soon. I probably start to talk a little bit more about these prospects as the draft comes near. Maybe next week. And, you know, the draft is the following week. So maybe next week we'll talk. And, yeah, it's an exciting time, man. It's an exciting time. Players getting drafted. Um, we got other sports, you know, still in full, full fledged. You know, we got NHL. We got baseball. Uh, just started up uh, at the beginning of the month. And, 
NBA is winding down, man. We have about 15 games, 15 or 16 games left for each team. And it's been it's been a great season, man. It's been a great season so far. Um, really, really excited to see how this thing ends. Really, really excited, man. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I'm your host. I'm your guy, Mike Curry. And I am signing out. Episode number 163 is done. Peace. I love you guys, man. Cherish each day. Cherish each moment. Um, you know, live every day like it's your last. I know it's cliche. And and love those around you, man. Love those around you. And those that you do love me, don't talk to, man. Reach out, man. Um, but again, I'm Mike Curry. I'm signing out. Episode number 163 is done. Peace. I love you guys.